It's a film with three brains. 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 Oh my god, you guys are freaks. How could such a thing happen, Dr. Cabal? The ant's saliva must have gotten into Bill's bloodstream and gone straight to his brain, just as the radiation, which is measured in units called Rentgens, was released. And that's how he became a... Mant. Hello, and welcome to the film with Free Brains. This is Sean in Chicago. And Cohen in Maplewood, New Jersey. And in San Francisco, it's Sam. It's Sam. Um... We're going to do a movie I've never seen because I'm a dumbass and I do that. Um, <laughs> it's called <laughs> Matinee from 1993. It has, it stars John Goodman. It's by, made by Joe Dante. And it is a, uh, uh, I don't know what, uh, co- co- uh, what, what do you call this? Is there a, a film and a film? Film and a film? Yeah. Parody, homage type. Comedy. Comedy. Ostensibly. It was its goal. <laughs> okay, wait. Before we get into it, just for the record, I support you picking movies that you have not seen. I appreciate or that, that any of us not, have seen. I'm not sure why, but I, I you probably yeah. tell me why. Well, I think a couple of reasons. One is we have seen a zillion movies. So between the three of us, yeah. so the idea of finding movies that we haven't seen is like, oh. This might be something good. You know, it's a gamble. Like, of course, you know, it might not be something good because really, if we've watched a million movies, wouldn't we have picked out like what are the better ones first? But I know that Cohen is not that selective. And I know. (laughs) (laughs) And I know for myself that I don't, you know, there was a time in my life where I asked people, you know, what I should watch. And I spent a lot of time looking to see what I should watch. But most of that, I would say, started after 1985, unless it was such a good movie that, um, or maybe even after 1990, but unless it was such a good movie that it was like on everybody's list. So yeah. when you pick a movie, you know, you've picked, you've picked some old Westerns, things like that. Like, it's a gamble. But I got to <laughs> tell you, for my next pick, I was, I've been really torn. I'm like, okay, do I go with the movie? <laughs> I have never seen, and I don't even know if you guys have seen it, or do I go with, because I want, I picked one actor, and I was like, or do I go with a movie that I know is going to be just a movie I want to see because I haven't seen it since I was a little mm-hmm. kid. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so anyway, I like your willingness to just stick your neck out and let us chop it off. <laughs> I have yeah. a, I have a counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm gambling right now. <laughs> uh, well, I admire the, uh, <laughs> what's the word? The um, Not the audacity, but you know what I'm saying. What's um, my favorite episodes are the ones where we discuss a movie that either we all saw together mm-hmm. or we, you know, have some sort of specific memories of seeing, or maybe two of us saw it or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, those are the ones I like discussing the most. And I feel like is in sort of the, the truest spirit of this podcast. Uh, you know, if you're getting down to like the, 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 the purest form, I suppose. Sure. Not that, not that I fault you guys. You're, I mean, pick whatever you want, of course. 
I'm just saying for me personally, I probably won't pick something I've never seen. Because and then the other part is I I, I rather enjoy um, revisiting movies I know I've seen, but not since we were kids. So to pick something I haven't seen sort of flies in the face of those two things, just for me personally. You guys yeah. do whatever you want. That's totally cool. <laughs> well, that's good, because then we will average just, out that, yeah. that every now and then we'll have something that, you know. He's not, I, I, I don't know. To me, it's like, us. if we find that jam, if we find that jam of them, of them. <laughs> if Sorry, if we can find a jam out there, I think, yeah. oh, yes. Sure. Yeah. Well, and then we are gambling anyway, because even like you said, Colin, like we've, if you see a movie you haven't seen in 20 years, you're still gambling because you're going on your flawed memories. Yeah. And it, it can turn out to be a turd. It can turn out to be better than you remember or anywhere in between. And it's just based on our notions of whatever. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I, I, to me, it's part, I, well, I think Sam, you you also have your list, and your list sort of um, dictates that you watch new movies to accrue. I mean, I'm assuming you're still going with the list, right? Your movie list. Yeah, I mean, I rarely add to it anymore, just because I, I have a hard time counting streaming content as a um, as a real movie, even if it's only a single episode. So the the list doesn't grow the way it used to. But no, for all of those um, fans out there who want to get into my personal life, I have a, a list of every movie <laughs> I ever remember seeing. And it's got about, well, it's getting close to about 2,800 movies. So yes, I can always flip through this list and be like, oh yeah, I saw God Said Ha, and I don't remember it much really. Should we go back and review it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I like that part of it. I like the the notion of knowing whether you've seen it or not, and not having to re- rely solely on your memory. Uh, but I'm just too lazy to do that. <laughs> As are ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the world. Yes, and I think you mentioned the list. You've mentioned it before in passing. Yes, um, I'm not trying to call you out on that. I just thought I could I could mention it since you've mentioned it before. Yes, and I think it's I think it does stand out. I don't. I mean, no, not not a lot of people do that. And uh, <laughs> they have to wander through life not knowing what they've seen, what they haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, no, poor <laughs> bastards. It's a struggle. <laughs> yep. I don't know how you poor saps survive. <laughs> well, I'll I'll take my take a crack at it and say that I think that uh, I think that in retrospect and after like reading about the movie and thinking about the movie. I, I feel fulfilled in my pick, but watching it, at least for the first half hour or so, I was like, oh man, this is, <laughs> this is not a good pick. But I mean, that's, again, that's, it's all perspective. It's like, because the, the, you know, the idea, I mean, I, I think I like Joe Dante as a filmmaker because of what he ostensibly does, which is kind of subvert things a little bit or do kind of do what he wants to do. And if it's a big budget and it makes a lot of money, great. If it's a Gremlins, great. If it's not, then that's great too, you know. Or it can be, you know, it, it's worthwhile. I don't want to say it's great like in the same way, but I don't know. But like I said, it's <laughs> it was a rough going. I mean, it's it's just like not the kind of movie I would sit down and watch if I had no if I had no idea who was. I mean, if it wasn't John Goodman, because the kid actors are are really hit and miss. Yeah, um, yeah. that's yeah, I don't really care for the main kid. Hadn't either. Yeah. Yeah. He he was particularly 
I mean, it was it was hard to sympathize with him. It was hard to get into his head because he didn't do a whole lot. Yeah. I found his friend a little more interesting. Yeah. Um, that kid, I don't know, just something about him. He's, I don't know, he he just was a better actor, I guess. <laughs> I yeah, know. I think that's what it came down Stan, to. Stan, I, I think was his name in the in the movie. Right. I think so. And I think for Stan, you, you like, when you, when you have a bunch of, you know, high schoolers, you expect it to have a coming of age movie. And this is, this has an element to that. But yeah. I don't feel like that the main character was ever going through that process. Right. Whereas Stan was. Yeah. You know, yeah, the main character and, has no arc. He yeah. sort of begins and ends sort of in the same place. Yeah. Everything happens around him, but yeah. he doesn't, you don't see him like develop. Yeah. His, his main purpose seemed to be that he was the guy that appreciated uh, John Goodman being in town or um, Lawrence Woolsey, who is supposed to be William Castle. Which I mean, that's only that's only something I I knew reading about it afterwards. I was like, I I'm guessing this is supposed to be somebody, but, um, but I found that stuff interesting. Like that. Yeah. Well, they also know, sort of they the way it's shot and positioned, they sort of and the one guy even mistakes him for um, Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Like in the beginning <laughs> with the, the silhouetted profile and stuff, you know, it right. all very Hitchcockian. Yeah. But if I mean, if you don't read about it, you don't know that some of this stuff was real. I mean, he really did put things under the seats and, um, fly, you know, a glowing skeleton over the heads of people in the, in the theater. <laughs> I mean, that's what he was doing. This, this guy was truly trying to break new ground in in movie watching. Yeah. I think that this is one of the movies because of that, which if they would make this movie now, they would have had a scene during the credits or after the credits where they showed some of the original yeah. Woolsey things that he did, yep. you know, to give you that tie in to be like, oh, this isn't just a made up story. This is this is a made up story based on someone who really did this stuff. And it's one of those things that helps like for me, I, I, I love those little endings that like wraps it up. It's like, ah, it's, you know, someone was inspired mm-hmm. to, to create this because of this. So that's, this movie missed that. Yeah. Yeah. You get lost in the narrative of these kids and whether or not they're going to, you know, go to the movie or make out or, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of silly because you're you're using the serious stuff, all the Cuban Missile Crisis stuff, as just backdrop and sort of nostalgia and like this is the time they were in. Yeah, I guess I mean like that would have been good to to kind of like dig into the escapism part of it, like yeah, because they take it really serious in the beginning, like oh everyone's watching the TV and we know what's going on and we're right and we're right in the thick of it. We're in Key West on a on a base and. But it's just it. That only reason we're doing all that is just to kind of, I don't know, put us in the mindset of the time. And I mean, I just I just would have liked something more more obvious or yeah. <clears throat> compelling in the in the. I feel like if, 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 if the movie fails in that regard for me, and trying to sort of, you know, match up this silly movie mant about you know the horrors of atomic bombs or or what you know or you know or radiation while right. laying it against the backdrop of the Cuban missile crisis could have been skillful interesting um you know and entertaining ultimately but it's just so it's so clunkily handled and the tonal shifts are so overt and drastic yeah going from sort of slapsticky comedy to like this weird sort of political commentary 
um, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. To me, it felt like it was all over the place. The music cues are weird. Mm-hmm. Um, not, nothing about it was terribly amusing. <laughs> yeah. You know, John Goodman's trying, but, you know, there's only so much he can do. Yeah, I think that um, I thought of one of the things that you say is, is you know, sometimes when we're talking about a really good movie, we talk about how all these elements came together and you're like, yeah, it's the lightning in the bottle and yeah. you know, they didn't predict it. And I was trying to like, I'm like, what's the opposite of that? What's when you <laughs> what's when you put all these elements together that seem like they should work? Because yeah. there, there are other movies that are that are based around, you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis and leading up to it and that that, that I've enjoyed. And, and it, you know, it's a great... It's it's a great sort of backdrop to create the 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 tone of the time the same way mm-hmm. I think, you know, COVID or 9-11 will be used in, yeah. in future movies. But I, I, I agree. I felt like it didn't, it felt like it was just an add-on that it wasn't really yeah. there. Like I, and maybe it was the movie didn't, didn't know w- what it wanted to be. Like, is it a movie yeah. about kids growing up or is it about yeah. a movie about... You know, at first it seemed really important that this kid's dad wasn't around. That yeah. it's a movie about a kid who doesn't have a who has a dad who's who's not around much. Is it? You know, maybe that's it. It's just trying to be too much without really yeah. giving you a, something to grab. For for grab a minute onto. there, it it felt like it was going to really sort of lean into that. This kid whose father's absent. This yeah. kid who loves movies, and then this guy shows up that you know he knows who he is. He kind of likes him you know, this, this film producer and it, you get the feeling that they were going to for, forge this bond, you know, this sort of like yeah familial father son type bond in the absence of his real, you know, his real father. And that just never happens at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they like, they yeah. set it up and then they just let it go. Right. All he and says, then, Oh, you're, then, you're real observant, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then they hang the whole That's third it. act on this goofy, like theater owner with his bomb shelter that totally cuts the legs off of any tension they may have created up until then regarding the Cuban Missile Crisis and, and stuff. Right. Yeah, it's just weird. It's like the it's like they had all these themes sort of in play, and they don't pay off in any of them. <laughs> I would like to submit that we call it a spinach taco. <laughs> uh, it's a bit of an inside joke, and out of uh, <laughs> reverence for my mother, I won't I won't go into the details of that, but. <laughs> <laughs> the three of us all know exactly what that means. Something that you put together, it just doesn't quite work. <laughs> the opposite of lighting a bottle. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe the the opposite of light, lighting a bottle is like a I don't know like like a like a fart in a car, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just like fizzles and kind of stinks and makes everyone kind of run away. <laughs> For I, I all their experience lean more towards. Uh, <laughs> I, I like the I like the brevity of um, f- uh, spinach taco. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good I'll, one. I'll stick with that because uh, we could we could go we could go uh, sauceless turkey lasagna with broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. I thought somebody if we said turkey lasagna, people would be like, yeah, that's I had turkey lasagna. It's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's 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 just too bad because. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like at the end, I, or afterwards almost, or maybe, you know, toward the end, I started, you know, kind of accepting it for what it is and what it's, you know, what it could and couldn't do. Um, and then I started to appreciate what, what he was trying to say, you know? Yeah. But yeah, it's too, it's, it's, it's too much. It's too, um, fawning over 
or not, not it's not that it's fawning it's just that it's it's like it's saying okay here were these things these creature movies and this the way this used to be and the way theaters used to be but then it's it just kind of skips right past all that stuff i mean yeah you know doesn't really um, give you the experience of going to a movie that you're like the way, I mean, I know that you have to see the audience, but the lights are so, there are so high. Oh, you know, yes. The house lights are so high that you could, you know, like yeah. God forbid we missed, miss any single shot of, of audience member. I mean, it was just like, Hey, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the balcony collapsing seems so pointless. <laughs> Wasn't what? that a scene from gremlins? Was, or Gremlins 2? Didn't they go to the movie and destroy no. the theater? And... Well, in the first one, they do. They they go and they love watching Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. <laughs> yeah. They're watching it like over and over and they're all in there. And so they basically blow up the movie theater. Right. <laughs> I was like, I thought, I was like, is he just destroying another movie theater? Because that's what he does in movies. <laughs> but the second one, he actually does the, the film breaking thing. Yeah. Yes. Which is something that William Castle would have done, would have appreciated. Yeah. And I noticed in the notes that they, at first they were like, oh, this is dumb. Though people think it, you know, it's that it, it's actually broken. And he's like, first of all, no, it's it's too fast. And then they actually <laughs> played it for them, and they all they all laughed like, oh, it's we're it's a joke. We're in on the joke, you know, like we're oh, we're laughing at ourselves. We just thought the movie just stopped. And he liked it so much that he insisted that they. Or he asked, and they they allowed him to do a different version for VHS, where the you know because you can't do the same gag, you know yeah. the theater gag. So they did another 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 version of it for the VHS, like stopping or the tape breaking or something, which I thought was interesting. I mean, not that it's going to make me watch Gremlins two again on, on the VHS, <laughs> but it's just good to know it's there. <laughs> Yeah, Joe Dante's filmography is a little scattershot. He's got a couple of really good ones. Um, Gremlins. I like The Howling, and I like um, Inner Space. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and then The Burbs is kind of middling. I actually watched that quite recently. Really? It was, yeah, it was, it was okay. It was amusing. It wasn't bad. And I probably would have picked that yeah. instead of this one. But I definitely expected one of you two to pick The Burbs at some point. Um, yeah, I mean, all I remember is Walter, um, <laughs> but yes, I, before I watched it again, I, I, the, the one scene that stuck out in my mind is at the end after his house blows up and Tom Hanks comes out his front door and he's on his front porch and he tries to walk down the stairs and instead he sort of slides down them. Do you remember that <laughs> on his feet? He's in a daze and it, that always stuck with me is just like the best bit of physical comedy that no one probably has ever appreciated. Yeah. How subtle it is and how well he does it. Yeah. He just slides down on his feet <laughs> and keeps walking. It's awesome. It's so good. It's better than pretty much anything in matinee. <laughs> yeah. <probably. laughs> that one well, little bit of business. I mean, yeah, I get why people we weren't gaga over matinee, but people weren't gaga over the burbs either. Right. Well, it's not great. No. It's it's all right. It's It's amusing here and there. Um, no, I, I don't. I don't think that that Joe Dante has a great filmography. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; I've seen Piranha and enjoyed it back <laughs> a long time ago. Um, but oh, 
explorers. Inner <laughs> 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 uh, space is all right. Yeah. No, I mean, I guess it's it's gremlins. I mean, he's gremlins. Yeah. That's, that pretty much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I, I haven't seen that recently, so I could have picked that too. Um, but I, I don't know. You should have. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I still can. <laughs> It's allowed. You can still pick it. It's allowed. It. <laughs> Unless I pick it first. <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> but I mean, Gremlins he made on a budget of like $11 million and Matinee was $13 million. Yeah. And it didn't, you know, Matinee is a flop. It didn't make its money back. And yeah. the Gremlins made a shit ton of money. That's because Gremlins is good. Well, right. But I mean, and it's not that, <laughs> I mean, it's what, I mean, it is pretty far apart in years. What? Like almost nine, nine years apart. Um, but still, I just I just couldn't believe that you'd spend that much money on matinee, like just other than the the theater. Right. That, um, like I mean, where'd all that money go? Yeah, where'd that money go? John Goodman, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Kathy Moriarty's in it too. She's I like probably her. has. Yeah, she's good, and she you know she's probably done. Her, her filmography is probably a bit more illustrious than john goodman she hasn't done as much but she's done some you know some pretty great things yeah at that time yeah but i don't know i guess well i don't know maybe i'm just i'm just i'm hanging that all on raging bull because she's in raging bull so maybe that's that's fair (laughs) (laughs) Uh, she's in kindergarten cop i mean come on yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. <laughs> Forget yeah. Paris is good, and she was in a she was she was the uh, voice of one of the people in uh, the Tick for an episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I liked that show. Yeah, it's in Copland. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I guess I, I, I'm guessing that's going to show up sometime on your list too. That's a it's probably going to happen. Pick that's waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's allergic to that suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I did think it was weird that she hates. I mean, it's. I guess it's uh, sort of a minor love story between her, Kathy Moriarty, and and John Goodman. Like he, she hates. She hates every second of it, and then toward the end, she's like, "Oh, you know." as they're driving to Cleveland or whatever, then she's like, Oh, this is, all right, you know, yeah, it was, there was really no purpose to that. It was like, okay, well, I thought you hated this, you know, I thought, <laughs> but I guess she wouldn't be there at all. If she, you know, she wouldn't dress up as the nurse. That was also something that was real too. They had people dressed up in costumes. Yeah. Um, uh, I think there's, I think John Waters is a big fan of William Castle. And he said, that he went kind of crazy with these kind of ideas, including like having, they had a booth in the back, like a yellow booth for, for yellow bellies, cowards that were, they couldn't watch. <laughs> and they had like yellow paint, like footsteps Jeez. up the aisle. And then, yeah, it goes on and on. You should, you should read the whole thing, but it's, you know, like then you, you have to sign a thing that says you're yellow and you know, like you're, you get ridiculed and stuff. And I don't know. It's just oh, wow. bizarre. <laughs> 
but I he wasn't afraid was, to think outside the box, you know. I thought it was pretty interesting, the sort of synchronicity between this and our last pick. Um, yeah. How Mant is clearly a, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, the fly, basically. And then at one point, um, someone even says, I don't remember if it was in the movie, within the movie, within the movie, where they say, no, no, be afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a quote. Did you guys yeah. catch... Um, did you guys catch uh, what's her name Naomi Watts? Yes, I. I didn't her, see her. Like I saw that she was in it. She she plays the, the sort of uh, the the lady the woman in the the movie within a movie, uh, about the shopping cart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like that was her. Shopping, yeah, shopping cart. Yeah, the shook up shopping shopping cart. <laughs> what was it called? The, I think it's the shook up shopping cart. <laughs> The shook up shopping cart. <laughs> There's a shopping cart and a talking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's her first. It's Naomi Watts's first U.S. Yeah. released movie. Yeah. Or appearance, whatever. I think it's kind of interesting that that uh, Joe Dante's, um, you know, started out with Roger Corman making, you know, low budget kind of crap, which is probably what led to Piranha. But you know that 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 sort of thing, that sort of background you know makes it easier to sort of understand how he can take 11 million dollars and make something like gremlins you know someone who comes up making films with no money yeah i'm not sure if i've seen the howling but i know that was only like a million million and a half it's good budget it's a good good low budget werewolf horror movie and it's funny too no no not really it's pretty pretty straight up horror Hmm. Uh, they, they made sequels. The second one, um, st- it started to get a little tongue in cheek um, after. The, but the first one's, I would, yeah, I don't think it's, a, it's not like a black comedy or a horror comedy. It's just like a straight up horror movie. Hmm. And it's, it's good. It's creepy. You know, like the effects are good. It's sort of, it has that um, raw kind of American Werewolf in London feel to it. Everything's practical, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it, it looks good. Hold, well, I guess I haven't seen it in a while, so I can't say if it holds up, but um I always remembered being pretty creeped out by it. D. Wallstone is in it, who's in, you know, lots of horror movies, but also in E.T. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of uh, memorable <laughs> 80s movies, did you guys see that Richard Donner passed away? Yeah. No, I didn't. Yep. Directed one of my favorite movies of all time, which is The Goonies. The Goonies. I always think of the Goonies and the Gremlins sort of in the, I can't, it's hard for me to think of one without the other for some reason. They're very inextricably tied in my, my memory banks. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, just because I liked them both so much, I guess, as a kid. And still. You just can't see past the alliteration. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, 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 I hold Goonies, Goonies way higher. I mean, higher. Ghoulies is, is the triumvirate right. of that three. Yes. <laughs> now, see, Ghoulies and Critters go together for me. Oh, of course. They're all knockoffs of Gremlins, though. Yes. Although I will say Critters is one of the better knockoffs of Gremlins. All right. Yeah. But he also did Lethal Weapon. You know, yeah, and Superman. A, and Superman, right. And the Omen. Yep. Mm. <laughs> but I feel like Lethal Weapon has gotten a lot of uh, a lot of screen time for us, you know, talking about Predator and Die Hard and stuff. And, yeah. Know, it's just 
one of the you know most well-known action movies from the 80s. So anyway, you know, he was 91. I couldn't believe how old he was. Yeah. And just like to put that in perspective, Richard Donner directed the episode of Twilight Zone, the original one with <laughs> the Nightmare at 20,000 Feet with um, William Shatner. With William Shatner. That was directed by Richard Donner. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a career. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Matinee. So, Cohen, you <laughs> you had seen it and... Yeah. Did you remember anything? Nope. Or didn't really... Almost almost register? nothing. Okay. I remembered, I, I remembered sort of... I didn't remember the name Mant, but I remembered that it was about... Like, the movie within the movie was about a bug, you know, like the fly, but it wasn't the fly. Yeah. And... I don't. I couldn't. I didn't remember anything that had anything to do with the kids. Not nothing that happens in the third act. Basically, I couldn't remember. I didn't remember any of it. It was all. It was basically like watching it for the first time. Yeah. I remember John Goodman was in it. I remember that I didn't really care for it the first time I saw it. Although I couldn't have told you why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's part of the interesting thing when of whether or not you like it. It's it's why you know like what what mm-hmm. bugs you about it. What, I mean, I remember thinking the guy in the mant suit like they didn't it seemed like they didn't do a separate t- they like <laughs> did took his voice from him him in the mask it almost seemed like and it was i don't think that was i don't know if that was on purpose or not like like you and first of all he has this weird wimpy voice that <laughs> that was funny but i mean even in the context of the movie it was like wait a minute i mean Surely, when they made this movie, they weren't, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I guess, I guess it's, it's, it, the minutia, you can get lost in there. But I mean, it just, it just was like, well, is that, you start thinking about their choices. Like, yeah. are they trying, like, which part are they trying to make shitty? Which part are they trying to, you know, truly appreciate, you know, this, this genre or this, this stuff that we used to like or the, yeah, you know, I mean, I think he, didn't he, um, uh, do tra- didn't he edit trailers for was it Richard Coleman is it Corman Roger Corman Roger Corman yeah yeah he did um and he made some really super long movie with just a bunch of crap like that kind of oh. like only equivalent yeah. I can think of would be um Tarantino doing the, his his whole you know uh Matt whatever you know is his uh help me out here <laughs> the oh, two grindhouse? movies grindhouse and yeah and planet so terror was, together and the, and the, the stuff in right. between well, it was death death proof and planet terror yeah together they were grindhouse yeah but he, i mean you could tell he enjoyed making those commercials and making it a double feature kind of thing it, whether or not yeah. we all experienced it that way he obviously wanted to do it that way and it seemed like joe dante did something like that and he um he said that some you know that that um, some people really really liked it like they would play I mean it's like seven hours long or some ridiculous yeah. thing. You're talking about the the movie orgy, right? The movie orgy, that's it. Thank yeah. You. And he's like, well, yes. And some people, uh, you know, were probably getting high when they watched it, which is part of, part of why they appreciated it. But they're like, oh, this is, this is the best movie I've ever seen. And he's like, uh huh, okay. But I mean, that's that again. That's like. The experience, like, it doesn't hit everybody the same way. You're not in the same place when you watch it. There's, you know, there's so many things, there's so many variables when it comes to movie watching. But 
in a conventional sense on a regular screen or just sitting and watching it like we did this time, this movie doesn't really give, doesn't, doesn't do what I think he wanted to do, which is too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite. Yeah. Huh. I agree. Indeed. That, um, the actresses were interesting to me cause I'm, <clears throat> they're all familiar to me. Their faces. Sure. Um, the, the girlfriend, uh, with somebody, Jacob. Oh yeah. The woman from Mrs. D- or the girl from Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. So Mrs. Doubtfire, I think was like 93 or right around this time too. But I swear she looked older in, in Mrs. Doubtfire than she does in this one. She looks, I think I would agree young. with that. Yeah. She did look really, really young. And then she's in Independence Day and she looks older yeah. than. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird. Like, wow, what is, but I mean, she's familiar. She was pretty, she's good. Um, but she said that this was her first on-screen kiss Yeah. and the kid, the Simon, you know, playing the lead, the boy that we, that we're not really crazy about. Yeah. He apparently didn't like her. <laughs> so they had to do like five takes of the kissing scene and it was awkward and stuff. <laughs> so another black mark for that actor. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, so dude. Yeah. I mean, not to rub dirt on your, the career, the, or throw dirt on on the grave of your career, but I mean, you know, wasn't wasn't the best. Yeah, yeah. I, I gotta say that the the girls in this movie seemed. I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe it's just my shortcomings of, of a teenage boy, but it just seemed like like this is this movie. The girls seem more than willing to just uh, <laughs> kiss or go with guys <laughs> yeah. more than more than any other teenage movie or. Maybe perhaps real life for yeah. nerds such as myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, "Are we the only last two last two people on Earth?" And like, maybe. All right, let's get to it. <laughs> We're Adam and Eve making babies. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> no time to waste. I was like straight out of Greece. <laughs> the, uh, the 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 and then that other girl uh, actress yes. was in Life Goes On. Yes. Um, and when I was when I was reading about the cast and stuff, I stumbled upon a uh, 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 like a poster or like a blurb for Life Goes On that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> it was a picture of her and like this guy, the guy. I don't know who the guy is. Um, uh, I guess quirky. I, no, 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 not quirky. Oh, I, not I guess quirky. like a, a a boyfriend type for her. And, and the headline says tonight the moving conclusion of Jesse's battle against AIDS. Life goes on. <laughs> a very special episode. <laughs> so I was like, oh man, that's that's in earnest. <laughs> yeah. A very special episode was such a thing in the eighties. I was trying to figure out why her smile looked so familiar. I was like, who is she? And then I was I imagined glasses and bing, I was like, ah, yeah. life goes on. Because yeah. didn't she have like bright orange or red or she had re- or pink? She had really short. Yeah, short glasses. I don't remember what color they were, but yeah, short. Really glasses. bright glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the kids out there, you you you'll probably never understand what we're talking about, and that's 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 fine. <laughs> you'll never see life goes on. <laughs> Just wait till you're older, and you got to talk about Pikachu and everything. Your kids won't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> So I uh, got some other, go a little more obscure, um, you know, because interns um, with uh, with 
not no double ups as far as I know, but um, some some things here that the theater manager. There's no way you'd recognize him for anything except for his voice. Is the voice of the taxi in Total Recall? <laughs> Are you talking about um, Robert Picardo? Yes, he's the doctor, and um, he's well. Jeez, I'm just a big booger eating nerd in Star Trek. One of the the Star Trek Voyager. He's a holographic well, doctor on the ship. Th that's true. <laughs> that's why I recognize him. I'm like, yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, he is the. But how did I get here? <laughs> the door opened. You got in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And the the kind of Harvey Keitel looking guy who who's the. Um, the plant who's who's the anti yeah the, the anti-movie plant yeah dick miller did you recognize him yeah mm -hmm. definitely from gremlins oh yeah well yeah he's and in other too. stuff too though um yeah i mean the, the the overlaps of piranha and gremlins and some of the some of the other movies joe dante did in this cast yeah. right are there's a ton of them sure well he's um, in, he's i think he's in all of joe dante's movies yeah and he's in he some is, of those old movies even before that, I think, right? He's sure. also those, the guy in the pawn shop those... in Terminator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That. So, because I saw him, I was like, "That guy looks familiar." That's that's yeah. what it was. And for some reason, I always I always remember him from um, Tales from the Crypt, uh, Demon Knight. I don't know why. Yeah, I think of him in that. Mm -hmm. And he's in the Burbs too. And yeah. the Burbs, wow. He's everywhere. He is. Yep. Um, well, yeah, I mean, if we're going to be sticklers about this, I guess Jerry Goldsmith was a double up because I think, uh, we've mentioned him. I think it was Sacred of Nim, mm. if, if not more that he's done scores for movies we've talked about, yeah. but, uh, yeah, not his finest work, but you know, yeah. but you know, the, I mean, yeah. it wasn't, yeah, you mentioned musical cues early. I, I don't know what it was. It was, there was definitely a lot of extracurricular stuff happening, like. Yeah. Drawing your attention, you know, here comes this and yeah, I don't know why it seems so cheesy, but yeah, again, you're like, is this intentionally cheesy? Is this, you know, yeah, the tone, it's hard to pin down. Yeah. Also, it, it like, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to tell these days if cinematography sucks or if it's a shit transfer, because for many years through the eighties and nineties, like VHS tapes were made from they're made from prints. They weren't made for negatives mm. and, and nobody really cared back then. They didn't give a shit. They're just like, just get it on video and stick it in the, you know, they're just watching on TV anyway. Um, so we're kind of stuck with some crap because of that. But you know, these days they'll scan negatives at like 8k and shit looks amazing. But there was scenes in this movie, like when they're walking outside, I forgot uh, the kid, uh, the kids were walking outside talking and, the screen was just like fucking orange and red. Yes. Just so <laughs> terrible look. It just looked like garbage. Like, holy shit. Someone, so, some guy, some cinematographer put his name on this. It looks awful. <laughs> you know, and, you, and like you guys said well, before, or if you're you guys mentioned before, watching, how but... bright the theater was while they're watching a movie. Yeah. Oh, you know? yeah. That was terrible. Just, uh, you know, stuff like that. Like, God damn, it looks, it looks bad. Some scenes looked fine, but a lot of them looked really bad. It's like, geez. And again, like I said, you know, it's hard to tell if it's just 
technical or, you know, incompetence. Yeah. Who knows? It's, I don't know. I think he was probably going for some bright, sunny Florida look, and he just overdid He just didn't yeah. keep it together. I, and I don't, I don't know why, but for some reason, the fact that it took place in the Keys, I found... I understand it's close to Cuba, but... Right. I don't know why it so seemed odd. odd for me. It seemed odd to me that it was in the Keys. I don't know why. I don't picture. I guess I don't picture people in the Keys going to the movies. <laughs> I picture them just all out water skiing and shit all day. <laughs> I don't right. know. It's silly. Right. It's there just, wasn't. There wasn't a lot of beach and water. Yeah. There's. There was no real cues to let you know that that it was the Key West. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I was in Key West once for like five minutes, so I don't remember it well, but it didn't look like that. You know, time frame notwithstanding, it like the it was a it, it just seemed like it was convenient for their storyline, and they didn't make any attempt to make you feel like you were there. Yeah, yeah. it's sort of like it's sort of like the Brooklyn and Brooklyn Nine Nine, the you know the movie with or the show with Andy Samberg. Yeah, it's like they're clearly not in Brooklyn ever when, they, <laughs> when you're watching that show. It's not they're not trying to create a character, you know, use a, a location like a character. You know, it's just like. Someone liked the way it sounded and rolled off the tongue. You know, whatever. Anyway, I felt like Key West was just sort of, it could have been anything. could have been anywhere. Yeah. But it was close to Cuba, so they went with it. Yeah, I'm looking it up, and there you, you should uh, be happy to learn that there is a naval base in Key West, and there's mm-hmm. a couple military installations there. I mean, right. it's, I mean, sure. you think it would be. It's a, you know, it's a defensive location. Yeah, yeah. Like, we have in Guantanamo Bay now, mm-hmm. but it still seemed a little too convenient. Like what? Yeah. And you're, and also, yeah. I mean, if if it's World War Three, it doesn't really matter where the hell you are. Yeah. I did. Did did people not wear shorts in the sixties? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't see a single person wearing shorts. <laughs> that good was wearing a suit up, the whole time. Down shirts Holy and, God! <laughs> yeah, suits. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> So I, I would say you probably picked one of Joe Dante's lower tiered films for sure. I did, and I, and I I think I mean I I'm fine with that. I mean I th- I I got more out of this than I think I would watching Inner Space because yeah I know I like Inner Space. I know it's funny. I like Martin Short, but I've seen I don't it. Remember it? I don't remember it. I just know there's a lot of. I mean, he did win. He did win an Oscar for visual effects for that. Oh yeah, I think it's the only one he won. Joe Dante. I mean, at least. Well, I don't know if it, he got the Oscar. Wait, who him was, personally? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. It just said something about visual effects for Inner yeah. Space. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, again, it's an it, like, do you want an enjoyable movie watching experience? You know, have a few laughs, or do you want to like? I mean, honestly, I wanted to kind of figure out Joe Dante a little bit, and I think I did. I think this movie. Yeah tells you more about him than most of his movies. Hmm. So if you want to nerd out and learn stuff, this is the movie for you. <laughs> <laughs> learn stuff. Um, also, I, I, I'd like to retract a statement I made earlier in the episode mm-hmm. where I basically implied that Kathy Moriarty was sort of a more prestigious actor than John Goodman, but I take mm. that back. I yeah. just I was taking a quick peek at John Goodman's filmography and I was like, holy 
God, what was I thinking? And I forgot, I forgot so much of the stuff he's done. He's done so much yeah. for so long. And so much of it is consistently good, or at least he's at least consistently good. But just being in Coen Brothers movies alone, like some of their best ones. Yes. Yeah. It's not offense to her. It's just, it's a slight right. on his grip. Right. Exactly. I was, I was, I was dealing him dirty <laughs> and I take it back. I'm sorry, Mr. Goodman. And I also, speaking of John Goodman, I can't think, I know I've seen movies he's in that I didn't like, but I can't think of any time where I thought, ooh, he was not good in that. Mm -hmm. Never thought that. I don't think I've ever thought that seeing anything he's in. Even (laughs) even Speed Racer. Even Speed Racer. (laughs) I mean, he's in stuff, I think for the time this movie was being filmed, which is why I said it, that she had more of a career of movies that people would really recognize. Yeah. I mean, in 1993, John Goodman had done some things. He, he, he did Barton Fink, which I like. He did Arachnophobia, which I love. Mm-hmm. He was an always, but for the most part, anything else in that early time frame are not things that you remember him for. Like you don't think of raising Arizona and think John Goodman. Um, yeah. Even though he was in it. Um, you know, it was, he wasn't the John Goodman we know. I think that the right. John Goodman we know didn't really start until the nineties, you know, and, sure. and by 1998, Big Lebowski, then that was like, okay, that's the John Goodman everybody thinks of. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and a lot of people will still think of him as the guy in Roseanne. Sure. And he was probably more that, that than anything. Yeah. Right. But yeah, he, of course he had very little to do in that. All he had to do was show up and say his lines and right. sit, you know, not move around too much. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I, I think the one thing, you know, cause so many of our audience members are, are so young that for them, they're going to be like, Oh, he's Sully, you know, so, you know, monsters yeah. Inc. You yeah. know, like yeah. that for him, he's like, Oh, that's that guy. Like, and it, you know, for, for me, Hank Azaria, it's like, Oh, that's Homer Simpson, you know, like, it's forget the fact that he has an acting career. It's like, no, nope, that's who he is. Yeah. Right. So. Just to be clear, he's not actually Homer Simpson. He is, he's half of the characters on the Simpsons, but he's not Homer. I don't think. Right. No, he's not. That's Dan Castellaneta. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, he is. <laughs> Thank you for correcting. <laughs> no problem. Cause otherwise. God I, I, damn it. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Bunch of rookies. <laughs> Two brains and a rookie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Amy was listening to one of our episodes and I think it was, I think it was the fly actually. And we were just, you know, reviewing it and, and Cohen, you were like, well, I'm not sure if he's really known for body horror necessarily. And she's like, he is. <laughs> like, well, I was like, oh, well, <laughs> you know, sometimes we try to correct stuff, but we, you know, we obviously make mistakes all the time. But yeah, if you look yeah. at Wikipedia, it says like he's basically the godfather of body horror. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I did, I did mention that, that he did video drum, which is sort of. Yes. No, you, you covered it. In, in, in nerd circles is like the, yeah. The, the gr- <laughs> gross out. Epic. Yeah. Yeah. That is a night. Yikes. Yeah. I, and, um, I did watch the original fly, I think since we taped that one or did that. Oh one. yeah. And, uh, I mean, at least like 80, 90% of it. And then it's, it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious and how bad it is. Well, just it's like the conventions of it, like the, like, first of all, the social, like, so it's his wife and she, she's like, 
they're like sliding notes under the door. And he, for most of the movie, he just stands there with a, a towel over his head so she can't see his head. He's got like one <laughs> fly arm and one normal hand. Yeah. Um, so he like type stuff out and then he just like, you know, please bring me milk laced with rum and then, and then leave. And, you know, like they're just doing that for a whole bunch of time. And she's like trying to find, and there's like a fly, um, with a, with white on its, a white head. <laughs> and, and on screen, it looks, it looks like a, a normal house fly with a little bit of like white out on half of its head. But then when they close up at the end, it's yes. like an actual human <laughs> Like <laughs> the help me, help yeah, me. yeah, Sam, you did that. Help me! It's so funny, Deanna. It's hilarious. Not supposed to be funny. Yeah, it's more philosophical and stuff, and yeah, but but yeah, I mean, attitudes change. Movies get better most of the time, but <laughs> so does that mean they need to remake Matinee, make it a better movie? Yeah, I mean, sure. not maybe not the same but the idea of it i think was there's 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 something there yeah just needs a better script i think yeah i think it needed better writing like the banter with the kids in the beginning like hey navy you know like they're all like spouting off really expository stuff about their parents and and you know because he's like the new kid he doesn't they move so often he doesn't get to meet kids and he finally does meet a, a bunch of kids and they're all they're just weird. It was just weird kid banter. It wasn't very well written. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the two credited writers, his only other credit is my stepmother's an alien. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I don't think anyone's given that guy a Pulitzer. <laughs> Sorry, dude, whoever you are, but <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> I notice he doesn't have a credit after this as a writer. So, Maybe is that the one that there's two writers and one just gets the story and the other one gets the main credit for the screenwriting? Oh, is that what it is? I think oh, so. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's probably the guy who got the story credit. Yeah. He's kind of pissed about it, apparently. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah. And the other writer was playing the uh, the teacher, the high school or the science teacher or something like that. I can't even remember this scene, but he was in there somewhere. Hmm. If you care about that sort of shit. Nah. <laughs> what I care about <laughs> is what we're doing next. Yeah. Well, okay. So you you made me totally change what I'm going to do. <gasps> Whoa. In two ways, both for the better and for the worst. Or maybe for, <laughs> not for the better or worst, but... Just for the different? <laughs> just for the different. I decided, well, you threw out the Richard Donner dice. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for Richard Donner movie. Oh. But then I was like, oh, so many of these movies are good movies. But why give the satisfaction of picking a good movie when I could pick a movie I've never seen? <laughs> oh, tangled webs we weave. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> care to guess which Richard Donner movie I haven't seen? Um, uh, well, I don't... Uh, let's see. Conspiracy theory, I don't think fits within our parameters, does it? Oh, wait, it does. Yeah, the conspiracy late, late theory was end of 90s. I've seen that. I don't know, like Lady Hawk? That's it. Oh, <laughs> great. Lady Hawk? <laughs> is, that what, is that what we're going to watch? Yes. Oh, Sean's very man. excited. I don't know why. <laughs> I just I just clicked on it because I was like, I remember seeing the box, uh, the, the, like walking past that box sure. in, uh, in the VHS rental section of anywhere mm-hmm. and um, never seen it. 
Hmm. And then I just looked at it. I was like, holy cow, there's like a lot of people in this yeah. in this movie. It's like Michelle Pfeiffer, Rucker yeah. Hauer, Matthew Broderick. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, there's, I'm like I, don't, I don't care if it's good or bad. This just clicks a lot of checkboxes <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. I, I don't remember a damn thing about it. Almost nothing. It'll be like watching it for the first time. Oh, good. Sweet. <laughs> so, I, you know, when I saw the cover for it again, now it just, it kind of reminds me of Amy's pick. It was like, oh, I bet you, I wonder yeah. if this fits in her. Oh, yeah. I know. I guarantee she's genre. seen it. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it's not fair to pigeonhole her on one pick that she loves fantasy, but. Yeah. But. Uh, we're, yeah. We're kicking around ideas uh, for her to join us again. We've got some. Yeah, I don't want to pigeonhole her. I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever you find interesting. Yeah. All right. All right. Sweet. Cool. Ladyhawk, any idea where we can watch it? Look it up um, real quick. You know, I changed my mind so many times as to which movie we're going to watch. I didn't have time to look at. I mean, I know you can rent it on all the usual spots. Let's see. So wait, your other option was to go Richard Donner, but a different different way no or just no i wasn't gonna go richard john at all i had i had a totally different actor in mind who i was gonna pick okay and i was debating like and it was an actor who's done like a zillion movies and if you actually looked at his um it is movies thing you'd be like you realize this guy has done like 500 really bad movies you've never heard of but he's done some really good movies in which he's totally unforgettable because of who he is Hmm. and um so I was like, oh, do I go with something that I know is just like the the good movie that will generate a lot of discussion? Or do I go? And I started looking. I was like, there are so many bad movies. There's no reason to pick a bad movie. So I was leaning towards a good movie. And then we had our discussion. <laughs> and everything changed. Wow. <laughs> but I'm sure you, you'll shelve that one for later. Yeah, yeah. I mean, part of like my hesitation on just picking a good movie was I'd like to just, you know... Screw with Cohen a little bit. <laughs> really? You like to do that? Just... <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. that's, yeah, maybe that's why I pick movies I haven't seen either. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just, bo- just trying to bonus. find obscure shit I haven't seen. Oh, there's yeah. that you hate. Yeah. <laughs> or that I hate. I hate that. You... Well, yeah, yeah, well, because that was the other thing. I was like, I always have English patient in the back. Oh, you know. God. <laughs> Oh, I, man. That's that's my that's my card up my sleeve. Yeah, that's a good it's one. Like, you should you should do a, a you could do a double feature pick of the English Patient and um, oh Christ I forgot the name of it. Nell? No, no, no. Uh, um, Nell, God, no. No, I was thinking of uh, oh Atonement. For some oh. reason, I always I always lump Atonement and the English Patient as sort of the same thing in my brain. The same insufferable garbage that I'll right. never watch. <laughs> Unfortunately, Atonement is does not fit in our. Uh, oh no! Our, is no. it too new? It's it's yeah, it's too new. Oh, really? drat! Huh. <laughs> I may never see. How, it. Oh, how about how about the piano? I'll throw that out there. That that's that's sort of in the same genre. That that fits. What? I'd watch that again. <laughs> I might pick that. <laughs> I've never seen it. I saw, oh, you're you talking know. about yeah, the Harvey Cartel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Holly, uh, Holly okay. Hunter, right? Oh, actually, Anna, she, Anna Paquin. We uh, oh, yeah, we yeah. played a little trivia last night, and we were, um, 
I think it was the final question. I'm not going to get all the, all of them right, but there was, um, I think it was four, four actresses that won without any speaking parts. Hmm. Marley Matlin, Marley Matlin. Uh, is it Anna Paquin? Didn't she win her? I mean, yeah, uh, she, maybe, uh, She's definitely nominated. Well, anyway, I don't remember. Uh, she yeah. Well, one of them was Holly Hunter. And then Hunter. The, the the artist, right? Oh, was she, for an actress or or for? Oh, actress. you said actress. Yeah. Because wasn't that silent? Oh no, I never saw that either. Anyway, I'm. There's four of them. There's four of them, and one was really old. I wasn't aware of, and Holly Hunter for the piano was one. Oh, that's what it is, Holly Hunter. Yeah. Hmm. But it was the kind of, I mean, <laughs> not to. Uh, humble brag here but we were we were up i guess it was just a slow night there wasn't a lot of teams because we were up by 20 points so we bet zero points at the end because we did so we didn't even need that question you just needed oh, one like you, you totally jeopardied it nice work we jeopardied it yeah. but we but we would have tied if the person that the next team had gotten on the 20 points we would have tied and then had a oh. playoff or something so so who was the third one some old person never heard of some yeah the only ones i remember and then, oh yeah marley matlin I've, never, I've actually I've never seen Children of a Lesser God. I just always thought it was a pretty cool title for a movie. It is. It's better than the unbearable lightness of being. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little too on the nose or something. I don't know yeah. what's that bugs me. There's a good one from a French surrealist named Louis Buñuel called The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie. I always thought it had a nice ring oh, to yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't done all the foreign movies for a while. Nope. Getting ideas here. Oh, yeah. Yep. Have to pull those out. <laughs> <laughs> I've picked two of them so far, right? Oh, you picked, and you picked house. Yeah. Yep. I guess, yeah. yeah, we're overdue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to dig up some obscure foreign horror movies. Well, we'll have to try hard to beat this episode. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. tough because this is pretty great. Much yeah, I think we have a record number of minutes of discussion, not about the actual movie. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's nice to to walk away from from each one knowing that we've set a record. Um, so it's good. Yeah, it's great. Our best yet. Parade. <laughs> Just for the record, I would have loved to see Mant. Yeah. Yeah, Mant was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what little we saw was compelling. The tongue-in-cheekness of it. And, yeah, I, I thought it was great. I'd watch that. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, was, he was making jokes the whole time. That's the other thing is that guy, the the Mant guy, was making yeah, these jokes. And he's it. like, oh, what, what, is, is anyone hearing this? You know, like he's like, <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of funny jokes. Yeah. You, you start uh, reading about this movie online, you'll quickly come across people who are begging Joe Dante to make Mant before, <laughs> yeah. uh, before he calls it quits. That'd be great. That would be great. All right. All right. I'm out of here. Cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. Adios. Don't make some stupid comment.